0: Hello and welcome to Facts Schmacks. It's the podcast good enough to get you a C. Minus. My name's Matten. I've got a story to tell. My name's Kev. I have a story to interrupt. Kevin. Matthew. Let me tell you, technology lately has gotten so good. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at you.
1: It's like you're right in front of me. It is. It's like you're right there. Uncanny. It is uncanny. (laughs) I've never noticed how much of a wandering eye you had. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so we are recording this in person it's the first episode that we've recorded in person since we did uh the demon core uh episode way back
1: in did we do that one in person yeah
0: yeah it was the sl1 was the other nuclear accident one we we did over uh remote but the the demon core was the one we did in person
1: okay yeah i know this yeah what do you know what do i know well, we've proven time and again that my memory amounts to nothing
0: <laughs> so. uh well to celebrate oh to celebrate this auspicious fake vac- uh auspicious uh um occasion? occasion i i almost said vacation and that uh, vacation <laughs> and that
1: threw me for a loop. Uh, do you have some fact schmacks for me? Matt, I do. <gasps> I'm prepared. I took notes. Oh. I brought them with me. Oh. I I have it opened even to the notes. What? It's queued right up. So without much further ado, let's do some fact schmacks. Shall Matt, we? I know you're not a big movie guy. No, I'm not. So I think I'm going to get you on this one. <laughs> okay. We've got some classic kind of movie bloopers, I guess, or things that were put in movies that made the final cut that shouldn't have made the final cut. Okay. All right. So you're familiar with one of the most infamous ones of all, and this isn't a fact, Schmack, this is a fact. Uh, The Teen Wolf um, basketball scene, Yes, where the guy on the bleachers at the end when he wins the basketball game, and they show the bleachers, there's a guy with his penis out. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's infamous. That is. That's why I said
0: dong as soon as you uh, said Teen Wolf.
1: Yeah. 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 So I didn't pick that one because everybody knows about that, and if you don't know about it, go look it up. So Factor Schmacked, Matt. Yes. In Braveheart, during one of the battle scenes, an extra is knocked to the ground and his kilt comes up Revealing a pair of Umbro soccer shorts. Remember Umbro soccer the Umbro soccer shorts from I, the nineties? I do. They that's not even everywhere. something that's
0: hard to say ten times fast. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. It's just who I am. Yep. Factor schmacked in uh-huh. Quantum of Solace. An extra is seen behind Daniel Craig's Bond sweeping. But he's not sweeping the ground, he's sweeping the air. <laughs> I've seen the gif of that one. Oh god damn it. <laughs> Okay, and then Gladiator is a bit of a callback to our Commodus episode. Uh Uh-huh. During the chariot battle, a chariot flips over and clearly visible is a compressed gas cylinder. Hmm.
0: Okay, so I know it's a 50-50 here. Mm -hmm. Uh We got Braveheart Umbro shorts and the chariot compressed gas cylinder. Why would there... there, Okay, so there'd be a compressed gas cylinder there because if they're flipping the card over. Maybe that's the easiest way to do that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. TikTok, TikTok. TikTok, yes. Uh, the timer that we always have going. We've never mentioned it before, but there is a timer on yeah. these. There's never been a reason to mention it because I'm always so punctual with my <laughs> answers. Umbro shorts, you say. Umbro shorts. I'm gonna go with the that's the uh that's the schmacked
1: <laughs> it is it is but there is actually a bunch of um. I mean there's a bunch of shit in Braveheart. there's actually a scene where he's riding the horse across the field and for a moment you can see a car <laughs> um, an honorable mention here is also the uh, for gladiator the uh, speech scene where he's you know he's like are you not entertained or whatever I think it's <clears throat> I think it's that scene but when they cut to him and he's got his arms open like you know uh, you can see an airplane in the sky <laughs> so, you know. that's not an airplane that's an ancient alien <laughs> oh uh, all right let's talk there's also um you know there's also uh gandalf with a watch there's there's a bunch of things yeah i got a link to uh two videos that i i use for my research that i'll put in the show notes if anybody wants to see the kind of top 10 lists of them they're pretty entertaining it's funny every movie has something yeah and you don't realize it until someone points it out and then you can never unsee it.
0: I also like to think that every movie has something.
1: Oh, God Get on <laughs> with your story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kevin, well. Matthew, that's your real name. It is my real name. You, you were just reading some facts. What were you reading them off of?
1: I was reading them off of my Apple computer.
0: Your laptop computer. Your ap- laptop. Apple laptop computer.
1: I like the Apple. Yeah. I'm, I'm an Apple guy. Yeah. Once you're in their ecosystem, it's just it all works so well.
0: I'm I don't love their their computers, but but I've got an iPhone, so you know, yeah. I, I like some of their stuff. I'm I'm personally reading this off my my Microsoft uh, laptop. You know, I use a computer. You use a computer. Everybody uses a computer. Mm-hmm. How did it get to be that everybody used a computer?
1: Oh, that's a great question. It's a
0: great question. You know what? There's a story behind that, friend. Oh, of course there is. This is a story about a company snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. It's that's
1: a, like that's like fact schmack. Yeah,
0: it's a story uh, about um people making miscalculations. Also like faxmax. Are you <laughs> sure we're
1: not a computer? Is this some kind of meta joke? <laughs>
0: and it's a story about people missing out on opportunities.
1: Uh-huh. Wow.
0: It's getting spooky. It's getting spooky. In the late 1960s, the Xerox Corporation had a problem. While their was patents, it a paper jam? No, it was not a paper jam. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Thank you. <laughs> While their patents had kept them relatively free from competition, uh expiring patents meant that competition from Asian firms was kind of starting up. Like they, compact competition. God, I'm sorry. Oh my god. That was awful, right? Do we need to start over?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never do anyhow. No, just keep I don't. Going.
0: <laughs> uh what the this these Asian firms were able to uh make copy, copying machines cheaper than Xerox could. And Xerox is starting to, to feel the squeeze of that. And they're looking, they started copying. (laughs) That's right. They, they, they did copy. Okay. Yeah. So Xerox is looking down the line and they're trying to figure out what's our next business. Where's that going to come from? If this copying thing goes, you know, goes tits up, if we can't compete in this world anymore, where are we going to go to next? And so they, in order to figure that out, they founded uh, a place called the Palo Alto or Palo Alto Research Center or Park. And this, the uh, the job of Park was to explore new technologies. Now, an interesting thing about Park is it's in Palo Alto. The Xerox uh, headquarters was in New York, so they're about three thousand miles away from each other in. Uh, or three thousand kilometers miles. I I don't know. Um, and probably miles. Probably miles. And that's in you know 1970. So they're, they're horse and buggy. Yeah, right. It's not like today where they're video conferencing.
1: Sure.
0: Throughout the years, Park has been actually at the forefront of developing a ton of technologies that we still use today, uh, including Ethernet, laser printers. This is something you might know about object-oriented programming. Uh, which is, from what I understand, what a lot of programming languages, you know, to this day, still use. Right. Uh, that was something that was developed at PARC, but they received a lot of criticism. You know, Xerox did because Xerox has really failed to monetize a lot of their best ideas, uh, and this was very evident with a very specific project. It was the Xerox Alto project. Have you ever heard of what the Xerox Alto project is? Never. Never. Well, friend.
1: I'm not as learned as you may think.
0: Stop me if any of this sounds familiar.
1: That was a beer, by
0: the way. Mm. Uh, This is from an ad. And just the background of the ad is an executive working in an office uh, in front of a, a, a screen. And it's got this weird little thing beside it that you move around and you can point at objects on the screen with it. They're calling it Witchcraft. a mouse. Um, here's the text from the ad. This is an ad in 1970... Oh, I think this is late 70s. It's like maybe We're 78. Prepared. You enter your office, get a cup of coffee, and a Xerox machine presents the morning's mail on screen. Push a button, and the words and images you see on screen appear on paper. Push another button... And the information will be sent to similar units around the corner or around the globe. They literally had invented the modern PC and the modern office. What? Literally. He was sitting in front of a computer, as we would understand it, using a mouse, pointing at things, reading email, printing things off, sending email. Uh... Sorry that was I sorry I did have this in my notes that was 1979 none of that <clears> stuff existed
1: well they <clears throat> they had the first uh, first internet message was like in the 60s wasn't it
0: yes so networking right you know like telenetworking that but that, those were computers that were like would take up this room mm-hmm. punch cards yeah. and no user yeah. interface or this was a unit the size of a CRT television That was doing all this stuff, uh, specifically designed to be integrated into the office. Um, You know, bring, you know, this, the stuff that was going on, you know, at Stanford University, that's education, defense, you know, that's very. ERPANET. Yeah. It's not in the. um, This is the taking that idea and trying to put it into the business world, right? But. When these computer scientists, these developers, when they took these ideas 3,000 miles away and they went to the, the bigwigs down at Xerox and they're talking to them and showing them these ideas, these guys at Xerox, they just didn't get it. They didn't understand what a paradigm shift that this was, you know? They looked at the mouse. They didn't understand it. They already had issues building, you know, these copy machines at a competitive price. They're looking at these computers that nobody's ever tried to mass market before thinking, you know, how are we going to compete with that? Sure. You're talking about competing with IBM, you know, at that point to get these things into, into offices. So they really lacked confidence in in what they were designing. It is kind of an irony, right, that they've, they have made this put this tremendous uh, investment into this facility to come up with these brand new ideas. And they basically just
1: threw out everything that wasn't directly copying related. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it seems like, a, it seems like throwing, you know, good money after bad on that. Cause you've, you've set out all these smart people to come up with these great ideas and then you just poo poo them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like when I come to you with show ideas. You know, kind of terrible.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> So the board board at Xerox, though, they did come up with one idea of how to use this technology. Because they were looking at what, what else was going on in the computer world. And there was this little upstart company called Apple. And Apple had been designing these little Apple II computers and they were actually managing to sell them to people. So Xerox thought, and Apple was about to go public too, Xerox thought, what if we share some of our technology with Apple and maybe get some Apple stock in return. Steve jobs at Apple had been hearing about the stuff that was going on at park. So he was very
1: apples in Palo Alto also.
0: Yeah. The Cupertino Cupertino. Yeah. Right. Um, so you gotta be close. I think they're close. I don't know. Maybe I imagine someone's
1: a, listening in California. Correct.
0: us. Yeah. Maybe they're like, <laughs> I mean, California is a ginormous state. They could be very, very far away. Um, but uh, yeah, so they made a deal with Apple that would let Steve Jobs and Apple access all the cool stuff they're working on in exchange for Apple stock. So Apple Computers, just to give a little bit of a background, uh, was founded in the late 70s by three Activision employees, as we had discussed uh, in a fact schmacks <laughs> earlier, Right. You got Steve Jobs, you got Steve Wozniak, and Ron Wayne.
1: Yeah, Ron Wayne doesn't have a great
0: story. No, Ron Wayne has the maybe the second saddest story in all of history. Uh, well, of in this business. In this story. Yeah. Yeah. Ron Wayne left the company after two weeks and he sold his share to Jobs and Woz for about 800 bucks because he did not like working with Steve Jobs.
1: And that money now would have been like. Billions. 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 I think he lives, I think I heard he lives in like a trailer park. Oh. Which I mean, if you live in a trailer park, that's cool. But if you could have had Apple stock from the ground floor. Right. And you could have been, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's just, it's a terrible story. Um, They released the Apple one computer was the first product that Apple released. It was just a computer board. It had no keyboard, It had no monitor. You could basically just, it was like a, it was like a hobbyist type thing. Yeah. But they sold enough of them to start designing the Apple II, which was a full-ass computer. You know, Apple is is really the first company to get a real-ass computer into consumer hands where you didn't have to put it together, um, which is an amazing thing that they did. Uh, Their, you know, kind of dream was to make computers cheap and efficient enough to get them into most homes, which at the time was just an unimaginable idea. So Steve Jobs eventually gets to go to park and he gets there and he's looking at this thing that they're demonstrating for him, which again is a computer with icons that you can drag around. You can look at spreadsheets. You can do all this stuff. And his, I mean, his jaw is on the floor. He can't believe what Xerox is leaving on the table here. And he knows that they're not going to use it. He knows he has it. I mean, it's really kind of an unbelievable thing that Xerox threw threw this away. I cannot stress enough how bananas this is. Steve Jobs could not believe it. He knew that this is, in 10 years, this is how everything is going to look.
1: But that's that's like, Steve Jobs was a visionary. Yeah. You know, say what you want about him. He was, by all accounts, an asshole. A total tyrant. Total tyrant. But he was a visionary and, and he did see, you know, even you look at what you know, if I pull my phone out right now, you can do anything. Yeah, ten well, more than ten years. So the iPhone came out two thousand seven. So prior to two thousand seven, you remember flip phones. So the novelty of just having a phone with you anywhere was enough. Yeah, the fact that you can do anything now. Yeah, mind blowing. Yeah, change the world. Change the world. Totally.
0: Now so, there's
1: TikTok. Now there's right. <laughs>
0: Look at us now. Look at
1: us now. Boy, what have we done with all this? Info? Oh, from
0: planking to TikTok. Straight worst. line. Um, so Apple starts, you know, setting out to make uh, a new computer called the Macintosh. They had already been working on. Uh, they had the Apple II, and they were working on the, a computer called the Lisa. But this Macintosh was going to be, you know, the the new thing. It was going to incorporate the first graphical user user interface or GUI, GUI. a GUI, uh, similar to the one that Xerox had made. You know, they had licensed all this technology from Xerox. Uh, they had it. They had seen enough that they could reverse engineer what they didn't, what you know, they hadn't properly licensed. Um, but Jobs knew that Apple computers would need software to compete in the market, especially if they're going up against like IBM. You need business software. Sure. So in order to kind of get existing business or, or just a company with a little bit of expertise on there, he brought on this third-party company to develop software for him, a little company called Microsoft. Uh,
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Microsoft. So we're going to get into the history of Microsoft. But basically, they brought in Microsoft to design. Listen,
1: I want to just comment that prior to this show, <laughs> you were bitching about your computer. Yeah. And not being able to access the cloud uh-huh. or it not storing on your computer. And you said, mm, I promise we will never do an episode on Microsoft.
0: Uh, knowing full well that we are literally about to do it. You yes. You deviant little bastard. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, yeah, that's
0: me. So, yeah, they had started off. But that's not how they started off. But that's um, that's where the relationship between Microsoft and Apple starts, if you can call it a relationship. At times it's a relationship. At times it's not, you know? Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Microsoft and Bill Gates. Uh, Setting aside, you know, kind of the current climate around Bill Gates, uh, maybe people he has been seen with or or was choosing to hang around with. I'm going to leave.
1: Oh, no, let's talk
0: about it because I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about Epstein? Yeah. Definitely did not kill himself. Yeah, definitely. Totally. 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 Uh, yeah, so leaving aside any of that stuff, we're just talking about the business stuff. Sure. Um, Microsoft is founded by Paul Allen and Bill Gates uh, in 1975. They're childhood friends. Gates had decided that the computer world was going to pass them by if they finished their college programs, so they dropped out of Harvard to form their company. They were pretty confident that this was going to be a, a big thing. Um, you know, Gates, I think Bill Gates his parents were like bank executives, so he's not like it's not like he comes from you know, Nothing. poverty or anything. He was messing around with computers when he's 13. So he had, he had a leg up on on most people. Um, a few years after they formed the company, uh, their buddy from, uh, from Harvard, Steve Ballmer, he joins as their kind of business guy because that's, you know, that's Ballmer's uh, deal. Early Microsoft products were all pretty basic in that their first product was a basic interpreter you know the computer language basic mm-hmm. yeah, i was i was workshopping that joke
1: all morning <laughs> very basic joke.
0: very basic joke i that am needed a, bi- a
1: need an interpretation so <laughs> it's kind of perfect i am a basic bitch uh, <laughs> basic <laughs> oh my god Becky. in 1980
0: <laughs> Microsoft made a deal with IBM to supply IBM computers with an operating system. Uh, The the operating system was DOS.
1: Oh, uh, I remember DOS. Right?
0: Microsoft Disk Operating System. The deal that Bill Gates made with IBM left Microsoft in ownership of DOS still. They didn't sell the operating system to IBM. They licensed licensed it. Yeah. And their contract allowed them to license it to other companies too. That made Microsoft and Bill Gates right there very, very rich. Um, that deal is has been said to be one of the the best business deals in history for sure for how
1: because yeah. IBM was was the computer. Yeah. The original computer was like the IBM the international business machines. Yeah. Which, uh, in one of our fact smacks, we talked about how old that company was, and it goes way back. I mean, it goes to almost turn of the century, turn of the 19th century, I think. Yeah. Early 1900s, either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, very old company, and uh, I remember, God, even when I was younger, like, IBM was the best computer you could get. Yeah. It was IBM. Oh, you got an IBM? Wow, your parents must be rich.
0: I remember my, uh, we weren't rich, but I remember my parents, the first computer we got was an IBM PS2, um, which had Windows 3.1 on it. And it was, oh, yeah. I didn't even know what it was. Like my parents were saying, oh, we're going to get a Windows computer. And I i didn't understand what the concept yeah. was. So I was like, what do you mean? Like explain what Windows is supposed to mean to me as a
1: 10 year old child. Do you remember <laughs> uh, as a kid going to the local mall here? And they had a they had a computer store in where Sam the Record Man was for forever. No, they had this. They had a. <clears throat> I remember the arcade that was there, that was in the food court, but not. Uh, I remember that it was close to that. Yeah. So they used to have this computer thing, and there would be like these really aggressive salesmen who like, "Oh, well, you could buy that, but it'll be obsolete in two weeks." <laughs> like, listen, I'm playing top end games on my computer, which I guess have upgraded, but like. You know, there's parts of my computer that are, you know, four or five years old. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually there like, there's actually a thing where it's the, like the the growth of everything was like so insane at the beginning that there was like a like a very rapid growth in everything. And it is sort of starting in plateau mm-hmm. where like you're not going to see. We're starting to, to maybe see the end of Moore's Law. What's Moore's Law? Moore's Law is,
0: um, oh, I can't remember the exact law. I would have to that look it up, but it's basically to. like there's a, there's a linear relationship uh, between um, time and how much um, processors improve. Uh, it's like
1: Yeah, like it can only go so far as so some far. kind of new technology. Yeah. So is that so gonna be about quantum like computers nano, quantum, or yeah. yeah.
0: From my understanding, quantum computers are very good at certain types of tasks, but not necessarily as good at other types of tasks. So they'll they'll come up with something. They'll come up with something, some hybrid model or who knows. There is a really sad, sad, sad story associated with this um licensing deal with IBM though. And it's Regarding a guy named Gary Kindle. Because the way the story goes, the longer version of the way the story goes.
1: Hold, hold up, hold up, hold what? up. What? I feel like we're, we have an inconsistency here. I need to address. Okay. We talked about Xerox. Yeah. Showing Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs the computer. Yeah. And we talk about Bill Gates joining Apple. We didn't really talk about why he all of a sudden had DOS separate from Apple. No,
0: so he's a third-party developer. Microsoft was a third-party developer for Apple. Oh, so
1: they were still Microsoft. They're still Microsoft licensing to Apple. Yeah,
0: they're just they're just going to okay, okay. they're just going to port okay. some of their business software for Apple OS. Understood. Yeah. So in the meantime, at the same time, they're doing business with IBM. Gotcha. Yeah, and actually, they had started doing a business with IBM way sooner. There's a very, very sad story uh, involved in the DOS thing, the DOS fiasco. Okay. And it goes like this. There's a guy named Gary Kindle. Actually, it goes like this. We're going to park Gary Kindle there because that's not how it starts. When IBM first approaches Microsoft about getting an operating system, what they're looking for is an operating system for this new computer they're going to be rolling out to compete with Apple IIs. The first time they've really done a, a personal computer They show up on Microsoft's doorstep because Microsoft had made this basic interpreter. For some reason, they thought that he could get them an an operating system. They show up on his doorstep. And before they even talk to him, they say, you got to sign a non-disclosure agreement. And Bill Gates is like, well, okay, sure. He signs it. No problem. And then they say, okay, now that you've signed that, we can talk to you about we're going to be rolling out this computer. We're looking for an operating system for it. We think you're the person who can get it for us. And Bill Gates said, oof, we don't have something like that. But I do know a guy who does. It's this guy named Gary Kindle. So he's, he's just down the road. Why don't you just go down there and see him instead? Which is like, that's an incredible solid for him to do. Sure. Right? Um, and there, IBM's like, oh, cool. Yep. All right. We'll go see him. Because he had developed this thing called CPM, which is control program slash monitor, basically a, a precursor to DOS. um they go down the road now uh, while they're on their way um gates tries to call this guy to give him a heads up but he signed a non-disclosure agreement he can't tell him why they're coming or even who they are so all he says is hey man there's some people coming to see you they're important people treat them well trust me uh this guy was gonna go out flying so he's like well I'll let my wife, who's my business partner, I'll let her take this meeting. I don't know who these people are. I don't know. Maybe it's worth my time. Maybe it isn't. He goes out flying. They show up and they're dealing with the wife. The wife doesn't want to sign an NDA to start the conversation. So she tries to get her lawyer involved to like go over it. IBM's just like, screw this. And they leave. Ouch. Ouch. So he could have been the Bill Gates. He literally could have been Bill Gates. They wound up coming back to Bill Gates' doorstep, and at that point, he's like, "Wow, well, I gave you a chance. I, I threw you the bone once, right? Sure." So at this, and I'm sure he probably went home that night, you know, after that, and thought, "Fuck, I should have just said I can do it and figured something out." So when they came knocking again, he's like, "Yeah, sure. I, you know what? I figured it out I can do it." He went and bought basically a clone of that guy's operating system for seventy five thousand dollars, repackaged it as. Uh, Microsoft DOS oh. and made the best business deal in history. Oh. <laughs> oh. That is one of the more painful mis- stories of missing out on something I've ever heard in my life. Um, very sadly for this guy, like his marriage did not survive that.
1: Oh, uh, dude, how could it? Yeah. How could it?
0: And he wound up getting beaten to death in a biker bar.
1: Are you kidding? I'm not even kidding. Oh, my God. How, like what's that story? Why was he there? I didn't look up. Well, I mean,
0: what's the why was he there because I'm sure uh he, things had not been going well for him.
1: Do so you think he just turned to the bottle? Yeah, I think he couldn't deal with it. Mm. I know that he couldn't deal with being that close and Dude, I used to um when I'd buy the lottery tickets, I'd play the same numbers. Yeah. And one time I got like six numbers. I think I got four out of six of them. And yeah. I realized that I only won like 500 bucks. And I was like, fuck that. I should have got like at least 70 grand. <laughs>
0: so you fuck, consider that you're missing out story? No,
1: no, no. I'm done with that. But then I always think like, I'm always scared to look the numbers up now. To see if anyone's... What if, one of them, what if they won? Mm. What if they won last week and I could have won like 75 mil? Oh. You know, like, That's how they get you. But I think if you knew, like if you knew that you'd thrown the winning lottery ticket out or you had... Snoozed on the best deal yeah, my entire I once,
0: life. I once found out I missed out on like a five hundred dollar radio giveaway. And people tell me later, like, Oh, they were calling, they were saying your name on the radio and you didn't uh you didn't call in. And like at the time, man, five hundred bucks would have made a big difference in my yeah, life. So yeah. that was uh
1: I get really upset if I find out like after I left the party they ordered pizza. I'm like, <laughs> for fuck's sakes, why did I leave? <laughs> I can only imagine how bad I'd feel. Like, if I leave tonight and you guys get pizza, I'm going to be super butthurt about it. Yeah. Right? So there is that. So that's your story. No. No? Oh, we're not done. Oh, God, no. No, that's just like a a
0: sad uh, version along the way. I'm sure you're wondering what happened with Microsoft and Apple and Xerox. I have an
1: idea. Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) I have an idea. Let's go through the rest. Okay. So... Like I said, Microsoft had brought been brought in to fill in the gaps in the Apple software catalog, especially with their business software. They gave Microsoft the full full source code to the Macintosh computer, which you know a lot of that was like a roadmap to how to implement and create a, a, a mouse based GUI. Okay. Or GUI. I should I should say GUI because we've already established that that's yeah, yeah. I like to call it GUI. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Now Apple was paranoid that somebody was gonna beat them to market but they were pretty sure that they had the you know the people they had shared information with that they had them under control you know because they had contracts they'd made microsoft microsoft sorry sign a contract stating that they would not release any mouse based software of you know on on their own uh for one year after the macintosh launched In the fall of 1983, unfortunately for Apple, the contract didn't stipulate anything about what might happen if Apple missed that date, which they did by two years.
1: So Microsoft beat them.
0: Yep. Microsoft had, of course, been working on their own OS the whole time because they could see where the market was going to. They weren't idiots, right? Yeah. So they'd known, and they'd also known about the Xerox Alto, just like Jobs did. Like, they, Xerox showed that thing like 2,000 people in the tech community in the 70s. So it's not like it was a huge secret. Other people knew about it. Like, there was, um, you know, staff started leaving um, that, th- that uh, project after they realized it wasn't really going anywhere. And, like, some of that staff went to Apple. Some of that staff went to Microsoft. So it's not like... They had no idea. It's right. just that Jobs had had kind of worked out this deal with them. Um, so, uh, in November of 1983, Bill Gates unveils, didn't release, but unveiled uh, Windows 1.0 at uh, and MS Word, the first iteration of Microsoft Word, <laughs> at Comdex, which was an industry trade show, and they did this like out in the open, but at the same time behind Apple's back, right? And Steve Jobs is furious. I mean, this guy had a legendary temper. Sure, He is furious. He summons Bill Gates to a a, a meeting. Gates I gotta feel
1: like there's a trap door in front of the desk. <laughs> Gates has
0: the balls to show up alone. Uh, and he sat in a room full of Apple employees and Steve Jobs, while Steve Jobs just unloaded on him. Gates apparently just sat there, looked him in the eye, and just took it. Uh, at the end, famously he says to Steve Jobs uh, I think it's more like we had this rich neighbor named Xerox uh, who left the door open all the time Uh, I broke into his house to steal the TV and found that you'd already stolen it
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, and legally Bill Gates was right I mean they were right in terms of you know the product that the windows didn't come out until November of 1985 the Macintosh computer didn't come out to 1985 either but the contract had stipulated you can't release it until 1984. That was it, basically.
1: Yeah. So I mean, he was, you know, you can't sit around and wait. It's business, man. It's business. It's business.
0: Well, but that's it. that is, you <clears> know, <throat> it is it is kind of, um, you know, I, I I was explaining this, I was telling the story to my wife who does practice law, and when I got I got to the part about you know how they hadn't stipulated uh, what would happen if the product got delayed, she was just like, oh. Like yeah. that's such a short little, it's well, such a small little detail that, that sunk them.
1: But I mean, that, that's the thing in business, you know, you're, you're not, you're not there to make friends. You're there to make money. Yeah. You know, you're there to push your product. You're not going to sit on your product. You're not going to snooze on something you've invested time and money and research into. Yeah. Because, well, we agreed with these other guys and they, they're late. So now we're going to be that much later. Right. No, we're going to, no. Yeah. Come right. on, we're, we're going to uphold our legal obligation. He had and, it coming. And you know what? He turned out just fine. Turned yeah, out he did OK.
0: For sure. Uh, they they couldn't do anything about the, that sort of breach contract. In 1988, Microsoft released Windows 2.0, which looked a lot more like the Mac OS GUI or GUI, Mac OS environment. Um, Apple sued Microsoft for copyright infringement and breach of contract, but ultimately lost that suit in 1993. Now Here's the thing. That's like a suit that goes on for like five years, mm-hmm. four or five years. I was, I listened to a lot of interviews uh, while I was doing research for this. And one of those interviews was the CEO at the time, the former CEO of uh, of Coke who went to Apple and I can't remember his name. I didn't write it down, but you know, he kind of maybe had sort of admitted. No, no, no. That's the new guy. The new guy. Yeah. No, this is the, way back. This is way back. When they ousted jobs. When they ousted jobs. Yeah. yeah. He kind of hypothesized slash admitted that maybe, you know, from 1988 on, Apple wasn't trying as hard as they should have been because they kind of thought that maybe we're going to get a windfall from this Microsoft lawsuit, like everything that Microsoft's doing, we'll just own anyways. Uh, That was wrong. That did not turn out to be the case.
1: I mean, they really upped their game. (laughs) It's funny, like there's three, three major, excuse me, God damn. There's like three operating systems, major operating systems. Yeah. So there's Microsoft, Apple, and Linux. Um, Android. Android? Yeah. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I guess Android is an operating system.
0: Android is number one operating system in the world, if you want to go by that metric, or by like, if you're talking like the about Chrome just ins-
1: ones, like the that's the Chrome. Yeah, is-
0: the Google operating system on every Samsung phone, on every yeah yeah by market
1: share okay the now yeah yeah sure but I mean for for your typical computer like I don't consider a Chromebook a computer it's a Chromebook it doesn't have a lot of the things you need that you oh want sorry I'm counting phones as computers no I'm talking yeah. about strictly strictly computers A Chromebook I find to be uh,
0: can we can we put a pin in this because my last line is basically since then we're gonna talk about what's happened since that oh, okay so I feel like you're going to have a lot of the conversation I want to have before I want to have it. Okay. So right. could you just get out of my goddamn way? God damn
1: it. <laughs> will, will you just hurry the hell up?
0: So Steve Jobs, when the, when the Macintosh computer comes out, it didn't do that well. Steve Jobs was forced out of Apple in 1985. It's like right after all this shit goes down, right? Um, Apple gets absolutely demolished by Microsoft in the interim. Um it's just not even fun to watch. It's Stop, He's Already Dead type stuff. Uh, Microsoft had more than 90% of the market share at one point, just like complete dominance. Uh, Apple was struggling super hard by 1996. The board decided to buy the company next, which Jobs had founded and was the CEO. So they basically bought Jobs' company and reinstated him as CEO. That's the thing they could have done. Yeah, Right. He gets back in there and holy shit, did he ever turn things around. Uh, Important to note, though, one of the ways, one of the reasons that he was able to turn things around. That's when
1: he had the iMac was after Next,
0: right? Yeah. One of the reasons he was able to turn things around is because, you know, in, in 1996, there was a little issue that Microsoft was going through with antitrust laws. And Microsoft looked over... At Apple being 90 days away from bankruptcy, which they were at one point, and thought, boy, if they go under, that's actually pretty bad for us right now, that would be really inconvenient timing. So Microsoft um, basically gave Apple $150 million.
1: Oh no! I didn't yeah. know
0: that. In in ninety six or ninety seven, there now the, like it was exchange for stock. I, I shouldn't say they they basically they, it was exchange for stock. It was non voting stock, and then they was converted to common shares and sold at, at a certain point. Um, but yeah, so Microsoft propped up Apple at one point because it, it would have been worse for Micro They probably would have been broken up as a monopoly if uh, yeah you know if they hadn't done that. Um, but at the same time, that allowed. Um, Steve Jobs and Apple to create products like the iMac and the MacBook uh, lines of computers, which have done pretty darn well since, right? Totally turned that company around. And then obviously Apple creates the smartphone, probably the biggest technological development of the past 20 years. Huge. So yeah, I'd say Steve Jobs landed on his feet. Um, I kind of like that story because everybody gets what they want except for the two dudes except for those two dudes who really got royally screwed yeah. but like between between Steve Jobs and, and and Bill Gates they were both very successful by what the matrix that they were that they had for
1: themselves i love how fact schmacks <clears throat> tells a story about computers and still someone dies yeah <laughs> <laughs> Classic fact schmack. Cl- the
0: little classic fact factory schmackery there.
1: Yeah, I feel like. Um, so can I can I talk now? <laughs> Are you going to rudely interrupt me <laughs> because you have like one more page of notes? Uh no, but I do. I do want to say purple dolphin. God damn it! Oh fuck! Shut up! <laughs> My turn. Okay. All right. I don't have much to say actually, but um, uh, so I had a train of thought going earlier. You know, there's the three big. OS systems and that's about it yeah and you have like Linux is open source free Mm -hmm. which is cool and it's great um a lot of uh website servers uh stuff like that use it I use it when I do my um when I do my um coding and stuff right Mm -hmm. so it's a really good environment for that and it's free and hey man where's mine (laughs) So, for those of you not listening, or for those of you not here and just listening, our sound guy just brought Matt a beer. Kevin is
0: slowly, it's slowly dawning on Kevin why I said purple
1: dolphin. You had a code word? I had a code word. Purple dolphin. God damn you. I worked things out. Wow. Yeah. That's that's I had all my angles covered. Oh, that's dirty. So, anyhow, as I was saying, um, now Apple is kind of like... You know you can use it. Well, there's a lot of Linux software you can. Thanks, buddy. Oh, just what the best. What guy. Um, Aren't Steam decks Linux based? Unix based. The Steam Deck? I don't know, but I do have a I do have a reservation on it. I'm pretty sure they're they're Linux based, because they're not Windows. Yeah, maybe you so can side Windows with, on. The thing with Linux is Linux has what's called distributions, and there's like literally like thousands of distros, it's like different versions. There's like Red Hat, Zubuntu, um, yeah, you know, different things like that. The only two that it's I it's a lot can like Android in that respect. The top <laughs> of my head, but um, thank you, Adam. By the way, thanks, Adam. But uh, yeah, so anyhow, um, Apple is one of those where you can use it. So one of the things that makes um, Linux kind of unique, like I use uh, Ubuntu. Which you can use, it It almost looks like Windows. And there's a lot of ways you can use it very similar to Windows. It's kind of like in between Windows and Mac. Yeah. And But the thing with Linux is they have terminal consoles. So you put in terminal commands. And I don't know what any of these commands are. I just know how to look them up and, and get what I need to do. Sure, yeah. But, but Apple has that. Like you can pull up a console in your Apple computer and use it like a Linux-based system. Which you can't really do with Windows, but I kind of. What? Yeah, dude, I can pull up a console right now, and I can put in console no, commands. No, no, I'm just saying. What do you mean you can't do that with a Windows computer? You can do. It's different. It doesn't have like you can do the PowerShell. It's different. It's command prompt. It's different though. It's not different. <sighs> it's different. It's I not don't. Different. You're full. I, of shit. Now, what do you what do you prefer? You prefer Microsoft.
0: I, I I don't like the way you put it. That I prefer Microsoft because I'm not a I'm not a uh, <laughs> I'm not a brand cheerleader. I don't know. I like Windows because I like it's it's um ugly. It has <laughs> poor design principles, but it's so functional. Yeah. Right. Uh, it does everything that I need it to do. And if there's an option that I want to look at or change, it's in there and it's got a toggle switch somewhere,
1: or it's got a registry
0: entry that I can get at. I find, uh, um, you know, my wife had a Mac for a long time and every time, maybe this is like the, the syndrome where you're only dealing with something because someone has a problem with it and you're trying to solve it. So all I ever dealt with was Mac problems. Um, I did have a Mac laptop at one point myself, but again, I just I never really loved it. I don't like that there's no file explorer. Like that's
1: the one thing that gets me on these. But then, at the other on the other hand, I've always been able to find what I'm looking for. I've never not been able to find something. See, I computer. still
0: haven't found what I'm looking for. <clears throat>
1: oh God! Cue <laughs> up the music. I have like right now in front of me. I have an Apple. My gaming for gaming and stuff, Apple. Whereas I have a banana. (laughs) I have an app. uh, I have a Windows gaming rig. Uh huh. Because you want gaming on Windows. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do have a laptop that I do any of the coding stuff that I work on uh, with Linux. Yeah. And I'd have to say, for doing anything creative, I like my MacBook. I don't know what it is. The, the keyboard. It's it's more than just the OS. Well, it's I think Steve Jobs would be very happy to hear that because that was his whole thing was that it's a full package. It's software and the hardware integrated together. Yeah, right. It's a
0: design philosophy. Yeah, that that applies just as much to the exterior package as it does to the OS. I personally, I love you know things just being stapled together. And I like being able to see the cracks between them. That's just the kind of guy that I am. I like getting in there. I do have my earliest... Um, I was thinking about this today. My earliest like PC versus Apple memory was being in going to a karate tournament when I was a kid.
1: <laughs>
0: you didn't win. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I 100% no. <know. laughs> The outcome of that fight. Let me
0: tell you, they tried to get me to break a board. Do you think that happened? (laughs) (laughs) You're
1: very delicate.
0: (laughs) So but I remember being like ten or eleven years old.
1: Didn't you do karate in the last three years or four years? No, that was like when I was like twenty
0: three I I, I joined a karate class because I wanted to get into better shape and like
1: no it was later than that I remember it no I remember you talking about going to karate and I just I would always laugh at how funny it would look with that white white suit and that white body no man because I know what house (laughs) I lived in so that
0: was at least 10 years ago really yeah god yeah um, well I mean
1: I, I knew you then, so yeah,
0: I do remember it. We've known each other for a long time. Definitely. No, when I was when I was yeah. a, a young kid, I was hitching a rind with another family and they were a big Mac family. And for some reason it came out that my <laughs> family like big Macs. They, <laughs> that my family <laughs> had a Windows PC and they start like grilling me about Oh, how could you have one of those windows PCs? Like I'm 11. Like
1: I'm making the fucking purchasing decisions in my house. Could you have (laughs) ever been lumped in just with a group of people nerdier than you? (laughs) I don't understand
0: how that would have happened because I was catching a ride with other people at a karate class. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Now I'm kind of questioning. Maybe you did win that karate. No, you didn't. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, so I'd say, just in talking about the Apple thing, when I was a kid, we went to the school I went to was the first school to have, um, to have computers in the area. Yeah, and they were Macs, and I remember those. And I I used to go in there, and I like, we would learn computers from like I think I was in like kindergarten because you went to the Catholic schools. Yeah, had, had all the them, they money. Had all the money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: we I went to the public
1: school. Like, we yeah. had computers, but they, they were like held I, together with tape. I remember we had, like, the most sophisticated. We had, like, three classrooms that were converted into computer labs. There was a junior, a senior. And One of them had like a, a shock lab. key. You just didn't hit the K key because it would shock you. That's not true. No, it's not true. I made that up. No. No. All right, let's wrap this let's up. Let's wrap this let's up. Let's just be done with this. <laughs> let's be done with I it. I got a closing fact for you. Of course you do. Of, of course, course what do. you do. I'm prepared. Uh-huh. Charles Darwin's personal pet tortoise didn't die until recently. I did know that. No, you don't. Well, for those of you who don't, so technically it wasn't. Oh, wait, pet. I didn't know it had just
0: died, but I did know that, that it was basically. Are you going to so let long? me give
1: the goddamn facts? <laughs> just shut the hell up. We've listened to you for 45 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Sorry about about the
1: about the tortoise. Anyhow, he brought this tortoise back when it was like five years old. Yeah,
0: from like Galapagos or something, right?
1: <laughs> <Are you sure>? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is why I like doing it virtually because so I can mute you. <laughs> so technically, it wasn't his pet. He brought it back at five years old. And it outlived Darwin by 124 years, ultimately surviving to 176 years old. Yeah, that's that's real old. Just passed away in 2006. That's very sad. All right, shut the hell up. We're done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Facts Schmacks. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you want to hear more, be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Facts Schmacks, or you can check us out
0: on Facebook or on YouTube, or on Twitter.com at FactSchmackedPod.
1: We also have a website, FactSchmacks.xyz because we know you haven't had enough yet. Sure.